Welcome to More Than A Few Words, a marketing conversation for small business owners. MTFW is a production of Rampec, where we help small businesses become big businesses. As always, you can join the conversation by calling in with your questions at 805-285-9865. Or you can share your thoughts on Twitter. Be sure to use the hashtag MTFW. Now, let's get the conversation started. Good afternoon, everybody. This is Lorraine. This is our first late afternoon show, and hopefully there are more of you listening today and you're enjoying the new time slot. Um, breaking in our new time slot, I have Brandon Smith from Local State. Hey, Brandon, how are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, Lorraine. Oh, thank you for joining us. Um, we're going to be talking about investing and investing in the local community. If you've got a question, um, you can share it on Twitter. You can use the hashtag. If you call in, if you're just listening, that's awesome. If you want to join the conversation, remember to push the one key so I'll know that you have a question. So let's start off with, um, tell folks a little bit about who you are, and it'll make more sense than how you got into what you're doing now. Sure, absolutely. Um, well, I come from Indianapolis. Uh, I have a, a background in finance and investment management. So I, I used to work at J.P. Morgan doing investment management. And one of uh, the other founders who works with me came from there as well. And our third founder uh, came from a local investment bank. And so that's kind of our team's background and, and how we came up with the idea of the local stake was in those roles. Okay. And um, tell folks, for people who are not familiar with local stake, what makes you different than other venture capital firms, other investment firms, kind of because you guys really do have a unique story. Yeah, absolutely. So we are an investment marketplace. Okay, so what does that mean? It, we really serve two different types of users. We serve investors and we serve small businesses. From the investor's perspective, you can think of us like uh, E-Trade or Fidelity, any online brokerage platform. The difference with local stake is instead of going on and investing in an account uh, into, say, Coca-Cola stock uh, or another public company, on local stake you invest in local private businesses. Our other users, businesses, small businesses, uh, we are a capital raising platform. So we facilitate capital raises online for small businesses. We focus on businesses for, that are looking for under a million dollars in, excuse me, in capital. And uh, really try to facilitate that on a local level. So connect those businesses with investors in their community. The unique part about local stake, when you think about it in the realm of venture capital or private equity, is that our investors can be really any retail investor. Uh, so I don't have to meet certain net worth requirements to invest. Uh, we have small investment minimums so people can invest small amounts. And it's really a, a source of capital for businesses that hasn't been tapped into before. Okay, so let's take it from first from the, from the business owner perspective because this is something that I hear a lot when I talk to um, uh, local startups is that it's hard to get capital. Um, the banks are not lending quite as much as they used to. There are not as many investment firms. So if a small business has an idea, they've got a capital raise, and they want to have a conversation with you, mm -hmm. what do they bring to the table? 
really we serve any business from a very early idea stage to a company that's been around for a long time and is just looking for some capital to grow. Uh, so we work with businesses kind of across the realm of uh, stage as well as industry. So we'll work with consumer products companies, we'll work with uh, technology firms, we'll work with manufacturing companies, uh, really runs the gamut as far as types of companies that we work with. So businesses come to us uh, in a variety of stage and industry and give us some information on their background and we'll sit down and have a conversation or two with them about their business, what they're looking to do, uh, the milestones that they're looking to hit with the capital they're raising and uh, really from there kind of decide if it's uh, a worthy opportunity for the investors on our platform and whether it makes sense for us to be a capital source for them. As you mentioned, uh, you know, banks aren't lending. Um, we are able to offer businesses a variety of types of capital. So it could be a loan, it could be um, giving up equity ownership in their company, or it could be they give up a percentage of their revenue. Um, so we can help them decide what type of capital they should be raising for the stage that they're at in the industry that they're in. And I think that's, um, I, that's a really valuable service because I think a lot of businesses and owners are very confused. They know they need, cap they know they need money, mm -hmm. and they really don't know what to ask for. They don't know what options there are. Um, for somebody who's listening, um, are there some things that they could think about that might help, just kind of general rules of thumb. This is good, this kind of business you want to loan. Mm -hmm. This type of an investment you want to give up equity, here you want to give up profit. Right. How do I figure out maybe where I might play? There's a lot that goes into that, that question. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of different ways to answer that, but um, kind of on the highest level what to think about is if you're a really early stage company and you have no history uh, of revenue, it would be hard to uh, support a loan or give up uh, revenue in your business because it, it's, there's such a high um, failure rate, for lack of a better term, in, in those stages of business. It'd be hard for an investor to say, okay, I'm comfortable that this business will make enough money very quickly to pay me back. Mm -hmm. um, because when you have a loan or you have a, a or you're giving up a percentage of your revenue, you have to make payments on that usually on a quarterly basis. Um, so that is usually reserved for companies that have some, some history of revenue. And so it's a manufacturing company that's looking to add another piece of equipment, maybe to double their capacity, they probably would be a safer bet to go with a loan right. or a percentage of revenue from that new machine. Right. Okay. And the, the, on the equity side, um, you'll see that a lot more with the earliest stage businesses because mm -hmm. that's really what they have to offer. Mm -hmm. um, that's, that's one of the only resources they have at their disposal at that time. So you'll see that a lot with the earliest stage companies. Um, but you also have to think about what are invest what's going to be enticing to investors because um, you know local stakes function is to say okay we've got this business it has this certain characteristics how do we really sell this to investors as, as a good opportunity um, and and so we try to find that happy medium where we think we've got um, some terms that will be interesting to investors okay so let's flip over and let's talk about 
investors. Um, I know you're just getting uh, started. You've just recently gotten approval to kind of operate within within the state with your business model. If I'm thinking about investing, mm -hmm. what kind of things should I know coming into this conversation? What should I be prepared to spend? How do I decide some of those things? Well, and that, that gets a little bit into to my background and where I come from. I, at J.P. Morgan, I worked with uh, affluent, affluent families, uh, helping them make investment decisions, what their investment portfolio should look like, and, and how their assets should be diversified. And that's that's really where uh, Kevin and I kind of came up. Kevin is, is one of the other founders. Came up with uh, the thought that really this this asset class, which is we consider private equity, mm -hmm. is something that should be in, in everyone's investment portfolio in some at some level. And uh, that changes from investor to investor, um, but usually there's a spot for private equity. The issue has been that a lot of investors, due to how these investments have been structured in the past, haven't been able to access this asset class. And so that's, from the investor's point of view, um, what we see is an opportunity to put a few um, percent of your investment portfolio into private equity. So what that means um, is from an investor's perspective on local stake is that we've taken the investment minimums for investing in private businesses from a traditional $25,000, $50,000 and brought those down into some cases into the $500 range, which is kind of the low end of where we'll go. But really getting those investment minimums to a level where a lot more people can have the opportunity to invest. And I think, you know, that's one of the things that uh, I think a lot of people would, and that's why I was so intrigued with the concept, you know, you've got a 401k, it's, you know, you've got in these big growth funds and small growth funds, and you don't really know anything about the comp individual companies. Mm -hmm. I think this is intriguing to people that they could be putting aside a percentage of their investment um, and not just gambling on a company, but having some advice on the front end about what companies look good or, or what the risk is. Right. And, yeah, what we see here, to your point, is, an opportunity to gain more than just a potential financial return, right? Uh, investing in a local company brings more than just capital. Uh, it, it brings the opportunity for economic benefit to the community. And, and that's what we really like about local investment opportunities. Uh, from the investor's perspective, they can really participate um, with that company and they can go to the business, be a consumer of the business, but also an advocate and an evangelist for that business as well. Yeah, I, I think, you know, you have, when you have some skin in the game, you do, you, you, you look at it differently. Um, you know, I'm laughing, you walked into my office and I handed you sunflower seeds because we have a client, big sunflower seeds, um, you know, and, and so we're, you know, we're using their product now and, and I would not have thought of going to a grocery store if I didn't have a vested interest in the company. Absolutely. Uh, take a, a craft brewery, for instance. Uh, if, if I'm an investor in a craft brewery, that's the only craft brewery I'm going to buy beer from, and that's where I'm going to have my friends go as well. So I can really help out that business more than just with my capital. I wouldn't be able to do that if that business was in Montana versus here in Indianapolis. And if I'm uh, being paid back uh, by a percent of revenue or um, equity, I have a vested interest in, in making that grow because my investment grows. Absolutely. 
so um, you guys are uh, just starting to um, have some companies that you're you're working with, and you really talked about you know several different kinds of, and I, I know you can't get into specifics yet, but can you talk a little bit about some of the kinds of businesses that you're seeing and having conversations with? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And um, as I mentioned, the the stage of the business kind of varies, and, and part of what we do is just help that business when they come to us decide what this offering should really look like for investors. And so we've got a variety of opportunities that span those different types of investments, so equity and debt and, and revenue sharing. Um, and, and to profile those companies, we have uh, right now we're working with a consumer products company. We're working with an alternative energy company uh, that already has some revenue, uh, as does the consumer products company. And then we have uh, an earlier stage company that is in the food and beverage industry. So it's, it's a variety of different opportunities to, to give investors an idea of how these businesses come to us is, is we really built a network, uh, a referral system, if you will, from people around town that we've talked to. So that ranges from attorneys and accountants uh, to incubators, software developers. So we get a lot of different types of businesses from those different referrals, even from the investors on our site. They've uh, heard of a business or know a business that's looking to raise capital. We get referrals from them as well. And then, as I mentioned, we spend a lot of time really curating those opportunities. So we've seen about 100 companies come to us from run the gamut of, of different industries and really narrowed that down to, to less than 10 that we're actually moving forward with and that are coming onto the site. Very cool. So now, once these companies come onto the site, will I, as a potential investor, be able to see the companies that you're representing? What kind of information are you going to have available for me on the site? Sure. There, there's multiple levels of detail that, that you're able to see as an investor. Uh, when, you, when you first find, sign up for the site, you'll see some general marketing information on those companies. So, um, you know, uh, if they have any videos or pictures, obviously links to their website and their social media, um, you can access all of that information. And then if you'd like to see the actual offering materials for that company, you have to register as an investor with us, uh, which is a very similar process that you go through uh, and those companies, as I mentioned earlier, if you were signing up for an investment account with E-Trade or Fidelity, you go through an account opening process with us. Um, once you've gone through that process and we've approved your account, then you're able to submit interest in viewing those offering materials. And it's really up to the business who they allow to see their investment materials. Um, investing in private companies is a little bit different than investing in a company in the stock market. If you're investing in a stock market, you can just go click, I want, 50 shares of Coke, and I'm done. In private companies, it's really a partnership more than a one-sided investment. So we give the business the ability, just as much as the investor, uh, to decide who the, the investors in their company are and what those investments look like. Um, so the business gives access to their offering materials and, and the relationship moves forward from there. So um, uh, from if somebody is thinking that maybe they want to do this, let's say a business is thinking they might want to do this, um, where do they get started? They can come to our website. Uh, there's an application that takes a, a minute or two on our website. Uh, and that, that's the easiest way to uh, get in contact with us and, and then we follow up with a phone call from there and set a meeting. 
And uh, for those of you that are not familiar, it is localsteak.com. And there's uh, there's a ton of information on the site. Um, uh, I think that uh, some general uh, good FAQs. What are the most common questions that you guys get asked when people start this process? We, we get a lot of questions because uh, this is, is such a new concept um, that, that people uh, generally have a lot of questions, whether that's an investor or a business. Mm -hmm. uh, there are lots of different ways to, to raise capital if you're a business. And really, um, you know, we're kind of on the vanguard here as far as bringing capital raising online. And so people generally come with a lot of questions because there's a lot of um, things that, in general, for better or worse, business owners don't know when they're going to raise capital. Oh, yeah. Business owners know about their business and how to run their business, and we want them to spend as much time as possible doing that and let us handle the uh, details of a capital raise. We kind of see it similar to uh, an online tax service where mm -hmm. you put your information in and you know that your tax return is going to be okay if you just fill out that information, but you don't know the details of the tax code. So that's what we're really there for. Uh, and the, the questions keep coming as we get into more to more detail on the process as well. Um, so I'm going to run down just a few of these if folks don't get to the, um, the website. Um, uh, maximums, how much can I invest? How much can I get uh, towards my capital raise? Sure. Uh, on the investor side, uh, I mentioned a little bit earlier, we'll go as low as $500. We do make that decision with each business what the minimum is going to be that an investor can invest, um, but we try to make that as low as possible to give as many investors access. Uh, the maximum that investor can invest really depends on their own financial situation. So there, there are rules generally when investing in a private company about um, what your financial status is and, and what you're allowed to invest. So there's a, an accredited investor rule, which we don't have to go through the details, but you can think of as a, a high net worth individual. Those individuals don't have a maximum they can invest. Uh, if you don't meet those definitions, we set a cap as to how much you can invest. Uh, and we think it, it, it's pretty reasonable. When you look at, at a, any um, alternative asset class, which is what we look at from a, an investor's perspective, you'll see um, anywhere from maybe 3 to 5% allocation to that asset class. Um, so that's, that's really what we think about when, when we're looking at a certain individual's financial situation. We'll say, okay, um, looking at, at their investable assets, what's in the 3 to 5% range for, for that, this private equity allocation, and we'll set uh, an investment limit based on that. So what, what you're not looking to do is get someone who will bet the farm on one of these businesses. Um, this, If I'm hearing it correctly, this should be one of many investments that you have. Um, so you've got a, you know, you've got a couple of money market funds or you've got some very stable, and this is a more interesting, um, but can be a little more risky investment. Absolutely, yeah. Investing in private businesses is risky, just as any other investment is, um, and, and we're not here to not deny that in any way, and we want our investors to understand up front the risks of investing, but also the merits of investing. Uh, and so that's something that we look to do is, is help educate investors uh, on, on those 
risks and, and uh, benefits of investing. Uh, and you, I go back to your question on the businesses side, when they're looking to raise capital, we usually start with businesses that are looking to raise about $100,000. Um, in some situations, we'll look at companies that are looking for less than that. But what we, there's a caveat there because what we see a lot of times is the business has a general idea of the amount of capital that they're looking for, um, but maybe there's a lot of other things they could do if they hit X amount of capital. So that number tends to change a lot. So we don't really say up front, if you don't think you need $100,000, don't come talk to us because after a few conversations, we usually find that a lot of businesses kind of fall into that range. And the, the top of that range is really a million dollars. So we'll look uh, anywhere between 100000 and a million and, and figure out what the minimum amount of capital that business needs in order to meet the milestones it's looking to hit. And I think that's, um, uh, sometimes I talk to business owners and they don't really understand um, capital versus operating cash and you want to just talk a little bit about the differences about really the kind of projects that this money should be used for and the kind of projects that you guys are not going to fund. Right, right. Yeah, so um, usually if a, a company is strapped for cash, they need cash to meet uh, payroll. Yes, payroll next month, uh, you know, runway that they're looking to hit. Um, those usually aren't opportunities that we can help. There, there's usually a, a timeline here that we go through and doing our own review of the company that businesses that come to us and say, we need cash, we need it yesterday, uh, it's hard for us to pull that off because we curate the, the businesses that come onto the platform. Um, we really look for companies that uh, are, are doing well, have some revenue, and are, are really looking to grow more than just meet next month's capital needs. Um, so this is really growth capital that we're looking for. So like I said earlier, it can be a company that's just getting out of the gates or a company that's been around and is looking to uh, grow their product line, add some employees, add another location. Um, those are, are the types of capital needs that, that we're uh, best able to help facilitate. And um, as far as timing, um, so if I came to you tomorrow and said, okay, I, uh, you know, we're adding three people, I can cover the salaries, but we're going to need to renovate the building. Mm -hmm. And so in order to accommodate that, we need computers in this, and we're thinking a couple months down the road we want to do it. How long, to raise $100,000, how long should, yeah. I, should I think, okay, um, I need to be prepared to wait this amount of time for that money? Right. And there's a lot of variables uh, to there think about are. there. Um, it depends on how ready the business is. If they've raised capital before, they're familiar with the process. Um, maybe they already have the business plan together and have already thought of, of some of the, the people that they know in their network who they would want to reach out to about their capital raise. Um, that can move a lot faster. So it may be we're done with our review process in six weeks and, and every business that once they go live, which is what we call it, when they're actually able to take investment on the platform, uh, they have 90 days to raise the minimum amount of capital that we set. So we'll say, so hit these five milestones that you're looking to hit, you're going to need $250,000. And uh, in that 90-day window, if the business doesn't reach that minimum, the investor's funds are returned to the investors. So we, we really want to say, 
this business needs this much to do what it wants to do, and if it doesn't get that much, we don't want to put our investors' money in at something that they can't really help enough to, to get going. That makes a lot of sense. Um, and then and you hit on something, and, and I can't believe we're already 25 minutes into this, um, but you said, you know, the, the business should have their own investors. I think I don't know that people necessarily think about that when they're coming to an, uh, an equity firm, but if I've got two or three people that are interested in investing, but they're not quite sure how to structure the deal, nope. this is a really nice way to then bring a more formalized presentation to those angels that are in your network. Absolutely. And, and you're right. That is a tough concept to, to kind of wrap your head around sometimes. Um, and, but at the end of the day, we're really a facilitator, and, and we want to work with the business to get them the capital they need. Uh, and in a lot of cases, what people don't realize is that it, at some level in their network, six degrees of separation to Kevin Bacon, they see they have the investors in that group that are going to make those investments. And that usually is going to make up the majority of the capital that they raise. We can help facilitate that. We, we provide a vehicle that kind of takes out um, some of the personal effect that comes into play. You're not at Thanksgiving dinner pitching grandma. Mm -hmm. um, you can have grandma come to the site if she's able to do that and, and take a look that way. And it allows the investor to kind of make their own decision without having to say no to your face, mm -hmm. which is which is always a tough, it's a tough ask for the business and it's a tough uh, response for the investor. And so it, um, we really try to help facilitate, but the nice thing is if you do bring your own investors to the table, we don't charge a fee for that. So we want you to do that. We incentivize you to do that. Um, that's your capital that you're bringing to the table, and we're really just a facilitator at that standpoint. So, I mean, uh, so there's some cost savings there, but the other side of it is it's not just the um, – uh, on the one end, you don't have to ask grandma – but it's always a little sticky when you've invested money in a uh, personally, and perhaps you need the money sooner than it's coming back out. And so again, going through a more structured process takes out that dimension, and I think has people thinking a little more seriously about what they're doing with, as, and treating it like a real business investment. That's right, and that um, brings me to another point that we we like to keep that relationship going after the capital has been raised. Mm -hmm. So we help facilitate any distributions of capital that happen uh, after an investment's been made. So uh, the company's sold or they issue a dividend um, back to the investors. That all happens on local stake too. And each business that raises capital with us uh, has to provide quarterly uh, strategic and financial updates to their investors on the local stake platform. So we really uh, look to keep that relationship going even after the, the capital has been transferred. And that's really cool because I think it, it creates a discipline um, both for the company um, considering maybe a, another capital raise down the road, they will have had a successful relationship with their investors on the first round, but it's also cool because I think there are people that maybe would never have invested in local companies get involved because of their interest in this company, but once they're in your platform, I think they're going to be exposed to a lot more interesting things that are happening here in Indianapolis and the surrounding counties. That's the goal. Okay. All right, so we have about two and a half minutes left. Um, what should people know? Where can they find you if they want to um, find more information? 
localsteak.com, and that's S-T-A-K-E, not E-A-K. We don't sell local meats. Uh, <laughs> it's the best place to, to find information on us. We have our, our con contact information there, and we're always happy to answer questions or have a conversation. Great. And last thought, anything else? If somebody is thinking about um, capital, anything they should keep in mind? I think uh, what to keep in mind when you're, you're looking at raising capital is it's good to have a partner in doing that. Uh, capital raising is, is never easy. We went through our process of raising capital uh, and did it the old-fashioned way, kind of going door to door, mm -hmm. hat in hand, uh, having conversations with people. And, and that experience really taught us a lot about the process and, and where the pitfalls are. And, and so I think it's always good to have a partner in your corner when you're trying to complete this very difficult task. Awesome. Well, I know that you guys are going to be a great partner for a lot of businesses. I'm really excited about what you're here in Indianapolis. Um, we are out of time. And so if you have enjoyed today's program and you are looking for your next dose of more than a few words, be sure to check back with us next Wednesday at 430 Allison and I will be talking about content only you can create. If you need a fix between now and then, be sure to check out our blog at roundpeg.biz. This has been another episode of More Than a Few Words. Thanks for listening.